Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. Actually in the building today, he's asked me to, um, to preach on his behalf. And uh, he also sent me a message that uh, he wanted me to share with you guys. He's in, for where he is, he is in Egypt right now. Um, He is with a couple other members of our church family, and they are doing just some really cool ministry work. And he sent me a thing. He said, the the Egypt trip is going really well. We ministered to 60 pastors yesterday and their wives, which is awesome to me. Um, today they ministered to uh, 100 middle and high school age girls, and he asked that we continue to pray um, for help. Uh, please pray for continued covering and help for the team as our schedule is intense. They are going from thing to thing to thing, and they, it, they, as soon as they got off the plane, they went directly from, I think it was Washington, right to Cairo. Just It was a straight flight, which if you've ever crossed the Atlantic, the last thing that you want to do as soon as you land is work. You, you want to just sleep, but they, they hit the ground running, and they've run, and they've done well. God's blessed them throughout this, and just um, we just want to continue to pray for them and be you know, in, in continued prayer that uh, as they are, are doing the work that they were called to, that, that you know, God's just working through them. So let's just go ahead and pray real quick, and we'll, we'll open up from there. God, we thank you for an opportunity um, for our pastor and our church family to, to be able to be a ministry to another place in the, in the world, somewhere that, that is, is, uh, has experienced a darkness that, that we don't get to see daily, um, the oppression of, of Christianity that is so real that can threaten lives in this area. God, to just pray covering on our church members while they are there and continued uh, blessing and covering for those who will remain when they come home. God, to just pray your blessings on them. Keep them safe. Bring them safely back in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So I've just noticed that I can't see the monitors at all. And so it's going to be some fun here because I have some slides today that I thought would be fun because I'm a visual person. I like to, I, I like to hear what, what people are saying, but I also like to see. And I can't describe usually as well as I can point at a picture. So I've, I've got some stuff up there. And if it's, you know, I'm just going to have to trust that they're doing great because I know they will, and I really appreciate the extra work. I gave them 25 slides today to put into here. Not that it's going to be all that, but it's, it's, it was something they had to fool with first thing this morning. They've been awesome, and I really appreciate it. So I wanted to talk today about the idea of craftsmanship. God just put it in my heart. I have always loved making things. I love doing things with my hands and, and taking something that is, you know, has no shape or form, and then bringing it into something that, like, just make something new. I just, I love that. Um, in Genesis 1-1, like, the God starts his word to us with, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So, you know, and we've heard this, you know, before, but I, I like to stop right in the middle. In the middle, God, in the beginning, God created. You know, there was nothing, and he made something out of nothing. Now, I need I need materials to start with. I can't just make something out of nothing, but I, I can make something I want out of stuff that I didn't before. You know, and I, I, I feel like it's really cool the way that, that God... I think it's really cool the way that God looked at what he made. And he made this, he made this, he made this, he made this. And then he made, decides he's going to make people. And he says, let us make them in our image. So God's like, I want them to be like us. 
And I like to think that when I get excited about making something, since God is a creator, the part of me that's like him gets excited about that. Does that make sense? Anybody else feel that way about stuff? Like there's something like that God put in your soul, in your heart, and that when you start doing that thing that you really like, then he is just like, there's this blessing that comes out that you don't have this excitement. There's, there's something cool there. So I wanted to talk about that today. Um, and in Ephesians uh, 2.10, God says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, God, which God prepared beforehand that we should, uh, we should walk in them. Um, and since we are his workmanship, the things that we do can also be part and extension of his workmanship. I love it when he uses us to do the things he's trying to get done, because he could do it all. He could, you know, make it all happen on his own, but it's so much more meaningful to us rather than to just watch something cool happen to be, be allowed to participate in it. So, anyway, I think that's cool. Um, so, there are several aspects of, of craftsmanship, like when you're making something. Um, you need to, you've got to design something, you've got to prepare, you've got to gather pieces, and you, this... All these little sections, these parts of making a project that are important to do. If you skip these parts, then, then other parts will suffer. So for design, there is a plan in your life. God, you know, in Jeremiah 29, 11, he said, I, have, I know the plans for you, plans to benefit you, not to harm you. They are good plans. But the cool thing is there's not just one plan. Like, God didn't do something cool with you 10 years ago. Now he's done. That's it. All done. No good. Or you're just waiting your whole life for that one thing that's going to mean something. No, God is cooler than that. God has spends his time. He, he crafted a whole plan. There are several projects. Um, you know, if I, if I bought like a $3,000 piece of machinery, which I've never done, though I think I'd be cool, um, and, and I use that to make one thing, like a like a, like a birdhouse or whatever. That would be a $3,000 birdhouse, you know? It'd be a bit of a waste. It's a resource that I could have done something else with, but instead, you know what I mean? That just, we're, we are an amazing resource. God made us to do many things. And so if we get kind of stuck in wishing that one thing that we did before could happen again, or looking for that thing that never actually happened, if we get stuck in, in the waiting or wishing, then we miss being in the present and like, you know, dealing with the small things that he gives us along the way. I don't know. So as I looked at this, I wanted to kind of step back. I really enjoy, like, the aspect, as I look at each aspect of this, God showed me different things of, in, the, in, the, in the process of, of how a project goes, and I just want to share those with you. So... In the design, you need usually a drawing, either in your head or written out. If you draw out what you're trying to do, you can actually sometimes catch mistakes, you know, for where they are. The other thing that I saw once, there's a, uh, a quote that I've heard from many different places, so I don't know who actually said it first, but some very famous people have used this quote, and they say, a dream is just a dream until you write it down. Then it's a goal. So it's just this thing out there in nowhere that won't happen until you actually write it down. Take steps towards it, then it's a goal. It's not something that will never happen or would be amazing if it did, 
but it actually is something that, okay, I'm on the journey to get there. And I want to encourage you all, if, as, as we're listening to this stuff, there's bound to be something that, at least I'm hoping, if not, I'm really sorry. There's bound to be at least something that you can grab hold to and go, I want to take this one home and think about it a little bit more. At least something. And so I'm encouraging you, as you, if, as you think, find this thing, also make a plan to, to take steps towards it. You know, don't just experience or think, oh, that's cool, and then set it someplace. But we'll get to more of that later. Preparation. All right, so gathering materials. So I think y'all are looking at a pickup truck with a bunch of stuff in the back. Nope, not yet. Soon, there is a pickup truck with a bunch of stuff in the back that is maybe going to come. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> anyway, so, I mean, this guy's on his way to someplace. He even came with the flag. You see that? Like, this stuff might fall out. Just be careful. You know, it's, the, the warnings are there, but work is about to be done. You know, and it's likely that not all the stuff in the back will make it into the full project because there will be, you know, cutoffs and things, whatever. There's, but the materials are gathered together. And one of the things that I, as I was preparing this, God just set this in my heart, which I thought was really kind of cool. He said, when you gather everything together in one place, you're ready to do something. And it made me think of you know, he calls us to gather in fellowship, to be together. So he doesn't just have a plan for each of us. He has a plan for all of us. And so we as a church have some things we need to be doing. And so in order to do there, gathering and being here together is part of that. It's seeing each other and checking on each other and going, hey, how you been? Or hey, it's been two years because of things that kept us apart for two years. I'm glad to see you. You know, it's it's the, the gathering was something that he just kind of put on my heart and just kind of shared as I was kind of going through this. Like, that's also something important. So getting all the pieces together so you can do the work that you're hoping to go for. Um, I used to live two minutes from a hardware store that had all the pieces and parts that I would need. So if I forgot something when I got, when I got home, five minutes, it was in my hand. And now I live in Goochland. <laughs> and I love Goochland. But if I forgot something at the store, it's an hour before I get it back home. And part of that's just dealing with traffic. But, you know, it's... But so when I'm in the store, the notion of planning is so much more important to me now. I'll buy extra things. Like, I need six of these, I'm getting ten. You know, I'm, I might break one, I might lose one, I, who knows, whatever. I want to have all the pieces plus. And y- y'all, y'all feel me on that? Y'all hear the same thing? Y'all, y- y'all live out here too? You know what I'm talking about. So if I've got just as much stuff as I need, anything goes wrong, that project stops, and that time's wasted. So having all the materials, having all the pieces in place is important. So I do wood turning. I haven't quite introduced this portion of it yet, but um, I, I love working with wood and kind of playing with stuff. But one thing that's interesting with wood is it is a dynamic piece of, of material to work with. When it's wet, it swells. It will get longer, it'll get wider, it'll twist a bit. And when it's dry, it will, it will get, you know, it'll, it'll dry in certain ways. Um, so the first thing I have on, on drying, and I'm going to have to trust that it's up here, does it have a picture with like, you know, a wood that's got, okay, good, cool. I would love, see, I'm an audio video guy also, and I'm thinking, 
right back there a confidence monitor so I can see what's going on. That's in my head. I have to actively ignore it, but now I've said it out loud and we can move on. Sorry. <clears throat> so the wood on, on the, the right side um, is a fresh-cut tree. That tree, I don't know what happened or what it did wrong, but it's been cut. Um, but as soon as it's cut, you can see it's solid, completely solid in the middle. But the way that wood works is the tree grows up, and the part in the inside, it sort of grows out. It starts in the middle and works its way out. The center part of the tree is very, is not near as dense. The outer part like gets squished as it goes up, and it gets really dense. Well, what happens is when you first cut that tree, the water will leak out the ends a lot quicker than it will out the sides. Well, whenever it's kind of like, if you know, imagine like a spaghetti noodle. When, it, when you start with the dry noodle, if you hold like, you know, it's like this big around, like this much, we'll make a whole pot because it all expands and gets huge, right? That's because the water gets into it and makes it bigger. Same thing with the fibers of wood. It will, they will grow out and they'll, you know, do their thing. When you go to dry wood, if you dry it too quickly, the less dense areas will actually dry really quickly and pull apart from the rest of it. And you'll leave these what's called checks. And uh, what's the other word? What's the other word that's up here? A shake. Yeah. Shake is where an entire section of it pulls completely loose. Thank you, Matt. Um, yeah, the front row needed to read that. But <laughs> um, so these, little, these cracks that get in the wood are then something that if I'm like turning wood, I don't want it like cracked someplace to where I'm spinning it at, you know, 1,200 RPM and a big old five-inch section of it comes off at my face. I always wear the protective gear, whatever. But I don't want it to explode. I, if I feel like it's not safe to turn, I won't turn it. I need to keep, I need wood that doesn't have the cracks. And so it has to have been dried well. And it's interesting as you, as you once, let me see, hold on. I'm going to get all around and ahead of myself. Let me just make sure I'm, I'm going where I'm going with this. Um, so usually, you want to let it dry first. So if you're going to dry the wood before you start, um, you want to prepare the ends. And so here's the, the next video with this. So now you see a wood that's not cracked and a wood that is cracked. Now this is an advertisement for someone who's trying to sell you something to keep you from cracking the end of the woods. And obviously it's perfect when you do this, but there's usually some kind of crack that happens as a result. But if you seal the ends of it, they won't. They won't crack. They will, they will, they will not crack near as bad as they did before, but it also goes a lot slower, and that's intended, intentional. The whole log will tend to dry at the same time. Now, some of y'all are fascinated with this. Some of y'all are like, get to it. I promise, almost done. This is, we're just getting there. The point I'm making here is sometimes a project that you're going to do, you get the materials like right now, and then instead of being able to complete the project, you've got to put it on hold. It won't work like God, God puts it in your heart. Yay, I get to do this thing in a couple years, in a couple months, in a while. But if we take that project and go, well, I want to do it now, and you know, just get mad and just throw it away and forget it, instead of taking the time to prepare it for a later season. Does that make sense? So instead of getting mad about it, because that happens. It really does. Like, I got excited, God. Now I'm mad. You know, that, that little that inner three-year-old coming out and going, don't like this want to do it now. This was cool. Why would you make me excited about this and then take it from me? That's, you know, that's not, what, that's not why he did it. He, he knew this needs time to prepare. This needs to be set aside. This needs to wait. And so when you bring it back out later, it may have some cracks and you have to cut little pieces off. 
and that, you know, cut the ends off and then get down to the other piece. That, but that's why you get more than what you need sometimes so that you can have what you need moving forward. All right, that's where we're going with it. Um, I want to relate this to another story that I think was kind of fun um, and something else God shared with me as I was doing this. Um, in a recent sermon, Pastor Mike talked about how Joseph was a dreamer that had his dreams put on hold. He had two dreams that his brothers would bow down before him, and he shared it with his brothers, and they just wanted to get rid of him. You know? And so he was sold into slavery, he was put into jail unjustly, and eventually, through the blessings that, that God left in his life, God brought him into where he was going to be talking to Pharaoh. Pharaoh had two dreams. Joseph had two dreams. Pharaoh had two dreams. Now, the stories are not usually told like this fast, but the fact that they both had two dreams was, stood out to me as I was studying this recently. And one of the things that, I, that he said with this, so he's talking to, to, uh, to Pharaoh, and he says, the, tells him, this is what this means, that we need to prepare for some stuff. But then he also says, and the doubling of Pharaoh's dream means that it is fixed by God, and God will bring it about shortly. Because God gave you two dreams back to back, this is definitely going to happen. How did he know that? It doesn't say, but we know God gave him interpretations and told him what things meant. We know God told him this. Since this was dreamed twice, it's happening. And at the time he's telling Pharaoh this, his childhood dream has not come true. But he went through a lot. That, that hit me, you know? Who knows what type of childhood stuff that, you know, younger me got excited about. I'm trying to gather myself here. <laughs> you know, and what, what else might you guys have? What are some things that younger you was excited about, but it got put on hold? And it's time to get excited about that again because it's seasoned. It's, it's not buried in the past. It's on a shelf, God provided for you. It's some place where you can go back and go get it. And so, may, what, what were some things you were excited about doing two years ago? And the world took a nap. You know, it all stopped. You know, all these, everything got canceled. Like, everything. <laughs> and we, we reset. Now we're starting to, to start back over. What things are we going to pick back up? Where are we going to pick up where we left off? What's next? <sighs> So that was a delayed start. We also sometimes have delayed completion. Um, rough turning bowls can do the same. So when you, when you get a bowl, um, you can actually, um, instead of waiting for the entire stump to dry, you can cut it up into pieces and then do what's called a rough turn. And I believe y'all are looking at pictures of that. <coughs> Most bowls end up between a quarter inch and a half inch thick on the edge. But if you intentionally um, cut the outside of these things to be about an inch thick, um, you, it, it takes about each inch of wood that you're waiting to dry takes about a year. So if you've got a, you know, a 12 inch, you know, massive log or whatever, 12 years from now, you can look forward to making a table out of that. Or you can cut it into two inch slabs and then it's from whatever outside layer. So it would be one year as a two inch slab. Does that make sense? So if you have a one inch, um, circumference, on, uh, thickness on this, in six months, if you're drying it slowly, you want it to, to go on its own. You don't, you don't want to rush it because it'll warp and crack. You can 
make things work faster. So my, my thought on this is sometimes we've got that dream, but there's something in the way. It just seems like I have years before I can get this done. But sometimes there are ways that you can ask God, hey, God, what could I do to bring that five-year dream into this year? That is a scary question to ask God because he can do all things. <laughs> and we're already busy, right? Got plenty of things going on. Last thing we need is to rush a five-year dream into a one-year. And you don't want to do that without his blessing. But if you just ask, sometimes the answer is, yeah, these are some things we can do. We can pull this up and this can happen a lot quicker. That scared me, but I thought I'd share it anyway. <laughs> All right. The cutoffs. These are the pieces that are the scraps. This is usually like stuff that gets thrown on the side. And I'm going to share something later that, um, that I made from cutoffs that I think are just awesome. But, you know, the, the one man's junk is another man's treasure. Um, we've, we've had a couple times where, like, I'll, I'll look at a, at, a, at a log pile of, like, stuff that's about to be burned. I'm like, please don't burn this. May I take it home and make a candlestick or something? I'll bring it back to you, but I just think it's sad that this would be, you know, used for this. And, you know, it, and that's, it is what it is. I'm not, it's not like I'm trying to stop firewood as a, as a general thing. I just... I get excited about stuff, and, and, you know, you can burn all kinds of stuff. Old rotten wood, I can't turn. Um, but there are pieces that, like, hold, if you hold on to the scraps of something, like sometimes, I know where I was going with this, I'm sorry. The, you've got a whole section of this, like God can put, it can seem like he gives you a lot of materials, and this is what needs to happen. And you realize that this part of the material doesn't fit in this project. It was something that he gave you, but you can hold on to this for later. Like some weird skill that you learned how to do because you thought, for sure, I'm going to need it when I go to do this. And you go and do that thing. It's like, well, I didn't need that. doesn't mean you didn't need it. Hold on to it. You know, th- these are things that you can you use at a later time. All right. So we're going to get to the construction portion of things. This is where your work starts to take shape, and this is where other people can begin to appreciate your work because... All these other things, there's nothing to show for it. Maybe a full pickup truck and maybe three or four hours spent gathering stuff. But the part where you're like saying, I'm going to do this, there's none of this to show yet. So the construction is where this happens. You're, so we're going to start with, um, with uh, the mounting. So in making a bolt, the first thing you do is get it on the lathe. You want this thing to be about center and you want to nip the corners off. This is a piece of uh, curly maple. And uh, it was supposed to be burned and I, I said no. So this, this, and I'll show you what happened with it. So um, then we do what's called the rough turning, where you start spinning it around. This is where the lathe wants to jump out of its location and just bang around and scare the mess out of me because it's off. It's all wobbly. It's not, it's getting started and the turning, there are pieces of it that don't belong. So it's all off center and it's, it's wobbly. But I, I make sure that I hold it in position so that as I'm shaping it, it doesn't come off and kill me or break itself. Both things would be bad. Then we start um, shaping the outside. So it's not just the rough turn, but you actually begin to see the shape. Once that's done, you turn it around and you shape the inside. And then after that, your construction portion of it is done. Um, The next part is finishing. I'll get to that in just a minute. But every once in a while, we have what we call unwelcome surprises. So uh, the picture up here right now is called a catch. Catch is where you use this ultra-sharp piece of material, a tool that you're... uh, playing with, and somehow it goes direction that you don't mean for it to. 
And when you're spinning it, and you get a catch, it happens so fast. You just, it happened, and you, and you get, and it, it, it just, this bang sound scares you to death. You stop. You go, okay, what happened? Sometimes the stuff jumps off. Sometimes it just breaks. Sometimes you can fix it. Sometimes it's too deep. But it's something that you don't expect. So this part of your plan that just wasn't in your plan, it just kind of happened. Um, I do understand from the video that I stole this from, and I think whoever that gentleman was, um, that even though you could see this thing, like it looks like it completely shattered, all it did, it was filling up with sawdust, and when it came off the lathe, it went, and, and it went all over the place. But he was able to grab it, put it back on. It was still thick enough he could still make use of it and still do it, which I think is really cool. So that being an encouragement like to, to me, like just because something happened, you didn't see it coming, um, it doesn't mean that's it. And this, of course, made me think of Bob Ross. And, and for those of you who are young, look him up. He seemed cool. I, I, I didn't look up to see... So, you know, sometimes you're heroes of childhood. You find out later something horrible was whatever, and you can't do that. I, I, I hope that didn't happen. I don't th- I've never heard anything with that, but um, I wanted... He always seemed like an awesome guy and just had a really neat outlook on life. And one of his things was, like, there are no, uh, what does it say? No accidents, only, no mistakes, only happy accidents. See, this is where I was planning on reading it, and I couldn't see it. But anyway, y'all read it, y'all saw it, now it's part of you. That's great. Um, you know, just, just, there are no mistakes. I just, then I, I love watching, so the way he would paint and one of his paintings is up there right now. He did nature paintings, and he would start, he would do it in layers. He would do the sky, and then he would do the mountains on top of that, and he would do distant trees and the lake, and then he would do closer trees. And then every once in a while, he would just do this bloop right in the middle of the thing, and it was like, oh, you ruined it. Come on, Bob. And if you've never seen him do it before, you think, you know, what was he thinking? What's going on like that? That just messed it up. No. All along, he had planned on putting that thing there, he just, it just looks like it's out of place because he's not done. That land, it looks like it's out of place because he's not done working. So sometimes God will come up and he'll put something in. And it's like, this doesn't belong here, God. I was doing this. And God's like, just wait. There's, there's more to that. And so but five minutes later, Bob has finished this gorgeous cabin that I want to be like sitting on and sipping like hot cider and just watching the world, looking at the world that he created and just, I want to be there. You know, it was better than it had been because, because he kept working on it. Cool stuff. And I, when, when you see God work that in your life as well, where there have been times like this wasn't expected, and you think it's, it's a diversion, but it's actually part of where he was putting you to be, it's a reminder. He's still working. He wants to work in our lives and wants us to be a part of it. So now we come to finishing. Sanding. Everyone loves sanding. It's so fun. You get to wear a mask. This, this was before masks were cool, by the way. You had to wear a mask because you would die. Cedar will get in your lungs and make you cough up one. It's just not good. Um, but so you, you wear the mask, you have it on, and it's not just sanding, but you also sand multiple grits. And in this picture, I think we go from 60 to 200, and you can actually see the grits in this, like, you, you know, maybe the front row. But it's like, so 40, and I, I don't know if it's like per square inch or, or whatever, but it's per unit. There are 40 little places that will scratch the material that you're working on on 40 grit. In that same amount of space, a 60 grit will have 60 places to do it, and then on up to 200. And so you imagine 
when you're working on, on uh, like scratches, you're trying to get a scratch out. If you don't get down to it with the right grit, then you're just polishing the top and leaving the, the ugly part, the, the, the trench that's on the bottom. Beautifully polished tops with a, still a gouge in it. And oftentimes we don't see the valley because the dust gets in the way. That makes sense? So the valley, it's there. And then we start like going up in grits. And then we go, oh, look, here's this thing. It's now visible because of how polished the tops are and how you can't get down to that other part. And so you have a couple options here. You can go, well, I'll just polish it up and I'll call that character. That's totally a valid way of, of looking at it. But at the same time, if you're really trying to make something that looks very nice, you will always see that part and go, I could have done something else. The right way to do it is to go back to whatever grit makes that line disappear and then come right back up. The cool thing is, it, though it sounds like a lot of work, once you have the grit worked right, coming up grits, each, each grit that you move it takes less time because the big scratches don't take as long to fill as the less big ones and then the smaller and smaller and you get to where you have it to where it's really smooth. And now it's ready to be coated. And so the, the coating picture has <clears throat> the, where it goes from nice and smooth and whatever to pretty. I mean, this, is, this is where it starts to, to gather that nice shine look that I think is amazing. And, but it's not just for looks. It also seals it. It, also, it seals everything. It puts it in. And it protects it, not just shiny, but it also, the wood won't have, won't, you can't get in the water that would make it swell or crack anymore, or it's less susceptible to things. It, 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 over time, everything slows down once it's sealed, and so it's protected. You know, this is a part where, like, you know, we're talking about, like, sending, like, our, uh, our pastor and, and uh, church family are in, in Egypt, and God can do that protection for us, can ask to take care of them. That, that seal that he puts around them, he can say, listen, it may rain today, but this will not get wet. Does that make sense? And I, I love that protection that, that God offers us. It's, it's part of his, why we pray for people that are overseas, why we ask God to bless them. Again, it's him. He could do that on his own, but getting us involved. Then come the higher grits. This is the fun part, I'll be honest unless you've missed a deep trough. And let's assume we get it all right. We don't need, at this point, we know we're completely ready. Everything is sealed off. We put on three or four coats. It's thick. Now it's ready to polish. So we start hitting those higher grits. And you'll notice on this one, I think as it go up to 12,000, that sounds ridiculous, but you can actually, when you're actually using them, you can see the difference at each point. It goes in like, in the cumulative, like you can see from where you started to where you finished, all of a sudden, it looks like you put glass on the outside of wood. Okay, so that is exciting to me. Y'all can laugh at my excitement, even if you're not personally excited either. But when you see, like, you hold something that's been made, and someone has taken the time to really make it shine. Um, I mean, it's the craftsmanship of that. I love that, that look and love being able to be a part of that. Um, so... After it's polished and ready, it's completely ready to go, then you got the display. Let people see what you've done. So I've got a couple things that I've played in here. Um, this is that, the rest of that bowl, that curly maple. Um, I was able to give this to a friend of mine that retired. 
Um, and this was, somebody was going to burn this. This is, I want you to have this. And he was able to take that into his retirement. That was really cool. Um, these salt and pepper shakers. These were offcuts from a bowl. My, my lathe can only do um, 12 inches, and I had a log that was wider than that. And so these extra six inches, there was actually there was a crack that was six inches long, and so I had to cut that off so I, I, it didn't kill me. So I, that was important. So with these extras, these, I just left them on these little chunks. And uh, my mother-in-law said, could you make me salt and pepper shakers out of cedar? I said, I think so. There you go. This, this was stuff that was... Trash, but not, you know. The, uh, this is a sphere. Why make a sphere? I don't know. It's pretty. I just think it's cool. I mean, I'm sorry. What, what could you do with it? You could use it for a ball, but not for long. But I just think it's really cool. The grain on this is amazing. And what kind of wood is this? I call it yard wood because it was in my yard. I don't know what this is, but it's Gorgeous. I love the, the look of it. And I mean, as I turn around on both sides, it just, there's just, it's just unique. And I think it's really cool to look at. Um, uh, and this is a black walnut bowl. Um, so <clears throat> this is that bowl. Um, this time yesterday, I was still making this. Um, I had, there's a young man that has started coming to our lathe, uh, Lazy Saturdays which I invented so that I could laugh every time someone announced it. Um, the, uh, it uh, he was kind enough to come out and help me. And, I mean, he, he's, he hasn't been doing it as long as I have, but I enjoyed being a part of helping him do this as best we could exactly right. You know, we, we got the shine. There were several places along the edge of this that, that, that fought us a bit because they had some, like, you know, deeper scratches and made it difficult to go with. But we were able to spend an extra hour getting that completely done. And, I mean, he can look at this and go, we made a really cool thing. And in this, it was, I didn't even notice this as I was, I was planning to use this as part of the thing. But, like, he doesn't know as much about it as I do, but I guided him and the two of us made this thing. I could have made this by myself. I'm less proud of it if I'd have made it by myself than the fact that I had somebody else and they helped me too. And that's one of those things that God has really put on my heart as to... It's one of those things you just look like, you know how you thought that was cool? Yeah, I think it's cool when I get to work with you too. And I love hearing God just remind me of that kind of thing. Um, a master craftsman can take the most difficult materials and make it look easy to work with. Do you see yourself as easy or difficult material to work with? Well, God can work with you. <laughs> Either way. Um... In, uh, in, Matthew 120, in, in Matthew 25, Jesus is talking about the kingdom of heaven, and he tells a parable about a master that's trusted a servant with an amount of uh, resources. In time, the servant doubles those resources and presents it back to the master, and he says, um, you know, this, this is what I've done with this. And he's praised with the words, well done, my good and faithful servant. And the master takes time to... He promotes him. He praises him in public. You know, he shows off the good work. Like I, I knew you could do this. You know, and that's part of. And God says that's the. Uh, Jesus says that's like the kingdom of heaven. That's what it's like. You know, and you know, the kingdom of heaven is here. You know, it's it's before us as well. Um, I think it's just really cool. So as I look at the the story of this this piece of wood, 
Years ago, it was a tree. And I don't know how well you can see it, but it was at least this big around in this one place. Um, someone took this to a, uh, a sawmill, and they cut off the pieces that they wanted, and this piece got thrown into a pile to be burned and thrown away. Uh, this is black walnut. It's, it's got a gorgeous... You know, I, I thought about if I passed it around, it might fill with money, and I didn't think that was appropriate. But uh, there's my little joke on that. Um, <laughs> but um, I'd see, I still think it's hilarious. I'll laugh about it later, too. Um, but the, uh, the grain of black walnut just looks really cool, and it's got, you've got the lighter wood and the darker wood as well. And there's just things about it. The more I look at it, I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Um, and, you know, I'm really proud of the work that was done to this. But I also know that this, is, this could have been just discarded, not used, not, not done for, you know, for any type of thing. But it was, it was kept. My brother actually um, turned this ahead of time and kind of did, a, did the, the rough turning. And then so yesterday, in two hours, I'm able to take it from, you know, its previous shape to its final form. This, is, this will go someplace, I hope. I don't know. I don't have a plan for it. My plan was to bring it here. But, you know, now it's something that, that's, that's a treasure. And, you know, God can work the treasure out of us as well. You know, whatever our background looks like or whatever we're coming from or wherever we're going to, He wants to work that into us. You know, he, he had this plan. And whatever we're doing or whatever others may do, they can't take His plan from our life. You know, Joseph was 30 years between the plan he was told and the plan he saw. And can you just imagine the day he's just like, all right, green for these guys, green for these guys. Okay, here we go. And 10 grown men bow at his feet, and he recognizes them. The last time he saw them, they were counting their silver from having sold them into slavery. It was a lot to take in. It's like... And I don't, I don't know how much he knew about the dream either. Like, why, why would they bow before me, God? Whether God said, oh, it's this, you know, or if he just said, just wait, you know? And we're all in that just wait period. God's going to do something cool, and he wants to do it with us. So I want to ask you a couple questions. What is God crafting in your life? Ask yourself that. What, what, what is he putting together? Are there, passion, are there new passions that you're called to pursue? And are there old projects that still need to be finished? You know, go to that storehouse of dreams that, that God gave you years ago and say, how many of these do I still need to work on? And there's some that you need to get, let go of. You know, There's some, probably some embarrassing dreams if I thought about ahead of time I could tell you something I wanted to be and I know that's no longer a call in my life. Um, but... I may also, it may be time to take that dream completely out. But just ask God, help me clean up. Bring out the things that need to be coming to the, forward, to the foreground and let me think about them. Don't just set them aside and shelve them. And get the things that need to be, you know, out of there, just gone. Clean house. Um, I'm going to encourage you, like the, uh, that quote that I had, the, the idea of writing it down. If, uh, if God's working something in your heart, I want you to share it with someone today. The sooner you share it, the more likely it is that it'll actually be something that is whatever. You know, if you've got a friend here, reach out and say, I feel like God was working on this. I want you to ask me in a month if I'm still praying about this thing. Because if you can pray about something for a month, it's usually going to take some type of root. 
that seed will take root and it'll start to grow. And I just want to encourage you to do that. If you want to come up here to the front and pray and just declare, hey, God, I know, I know what he's talking about because you were calling me to that. You want to come up front and you want to pray with any one of us that are up here, we'd be more than happy to do that. If you want to just stay at your seat and do that, that's fine too. If you want to just share with somebody else, that's cool. But um, we're going to close. Um, I'm just going to close this in prayer. If you want to come, you're welcome to. All right. God, we thank you for the ability to come to you. And I thank you that you want to use us, that you want us to be part of your plan. I thank you that when things go wrong, you can still make it right. And you can still fix it. It's not beyond you. And God, I just pray, if there's something we've given up on, that we will press forward to that dream, that we would hold on to the task that you call us to. And thank you for making a part of, us, a part of your plan. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like to know how you can give, go to victorychristian.church. Have a great day.